This is Chris of Dating Doc, and this entire episode is going to be about a recent breakup, how I bounced back from it, and how you can also bounce back from breakups. Stay tuned. So in full irony, the Dating Doc, myself, I am back in the dating market, dating game, whatever you want to call it. Which obviously presents its problems, right? When you're a dating coach, especially if you even allude to it in a profile, then you're going to get the same type of questions. Well, if you're a dating coach, what are you doing on Bumble, Tinder, Hinge? Take your pick. And are you analyzing me? You must be a professional at this, etc., etc., etc. Unbeknownst to them, unbeknownst because they won't ask these questions, I, I get this a lot, which is a little bit of a conundrum, right? Because I either have the option to not list that I'm a dating coach or that I have a dating service, that I host video speed dating events, that I make content like this, YouTube, podcast, TikTok, et cetera, et cetera. The other side of that is I can just totally not tell anyone until I connect with them and then I can blurt it out. But then there's a businessman in me, yuck, 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 the businessman in me that says, well, if they're not interested in me or if they're one of these attention seekers or maybe there's someone who's ran the gamut with dating apps, they're tired of it all and they want an alternative, then yes, uh, why not plug your business? Right? If you can't beat if you can't beat them, join them, right? In, in that case, if a prospective woman who maybe I find no interest in, maybe she can become a client. Or there's someone who I find interesting. We we go do a little talk. Maybe she's bad about responding. Maybe she doesn't know how to respect her own boundaries, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. She feels like I'm analyzing her. So she's like, why am I going to talk to this guy? I might as well try out his services. I might as well see what his content's about. And at first, they give a little bit of pushback or they act real coy. Oh, I don't need any help with dating. And then some of them come around or some feel offended. But bottom line, that is to circle back around. That is the life of a now single dating coach. So what is this entire podcast episode going to be about? It's going to be about that transition. What what happens when a dating coach who is by design forced in a way, self-forced, self-driven to research and practice what I preach, everything from meditation to breakup recovery to daily habits that make me a better dater, better single, better boyfriend, eventual husband, et cetera, et cetera. That's what this entire podcast episode is going to be about. It's going to be about a first person view on how I deal with breakup, how I deal with dating. What are some things I've done to feel like myself again and to even grow even stronger than when I was in the relationship. 
And also, we're going to go into some things such as what did the relationship mean to me? Why did I keep it going? And I guess the juicy stuff, which some people are going to want to know is why did it end? It's actually really funny. Okay. It's funny looking back on it. At the moment, it was not funny. Stay tuned. So how do I feel? How do I feel right now? Well, I'll be very honest, and I don't mean this in one of these like prideful, let me hide my trauma, let me pretend. I really do feel good, okay? And what I mean by this is in the past, other breakups were hard, okay? They sucked. And I remember mentally how I felt like I was in this mental cloud where I um, didn't know what I was going to do next, but I was on autopilot. I knew to show up to work, you know, get ready and all that jazz. And I got everything done at work, but then I needed my my space. I needed to create space to be back in the cloud. I wouldn't even call it anxiety or depression because there, there's, there's this uh, proactive sadness that, that I, I would say is more full-blown depression. Anxiety, over-worrying about the future, um, the physiological responses to that, you know, tensing up, et cetera, et cetera. The fog, what was different? This is where you have some of the short-term memory loss, which depression also has that, but it, it was this feeling of, of utter uh, just confusion. You know, I'm even trying to find the right words because it was like blah times 10. Whereas with depression, you're in this total funk. This was more of a unemotional uh, response to the breakup. And uh, this is more of the, the amateur pre-dating doc version of me. I, I go through these, these breakups, go through the numb, or I'd feel less valuable to myself. I'd feel like, who am I? I must suck because I no longer have the companionship. Now, fast forward, me right now being mindful as I say these words, I do feel healthy because for three reasons, I'm being completely mindful. The fact that I have the power to positively influence in a very humble and productive way through the words that you hear right now, that's one. Number two, I still have plenty of family and friends that are around me, they have their own battles, right? They're not always going to keep in touch with me or call me, but I know they're there. And I know that in the end, even with their flaws, they are a support system. And number three, which relates to number one, being the fact that I can positively influence the external, the external can positively influence me. The gym, meditation, good music, just the sights and sounds of being out and about the sun. See what I'm saying? The supplements I take, there is still ample opportunity to amp myself up in the moment. And with that chain of sincere gratitude, I realize, look, not only 
are we going to be all right? In some ways, we're already all right. If I'm speaking to myself in third person, which I don't do all the time, so don't don't take me to the shrink. And in that essence, I'm able to say, look, I have registered a breakup. I completely understand. I broke up with a woman who was with me for would have been uh, in a couple of weeks, would have been right out of year. Actually, in about a week, I believe. I understand that there was a lot of time devoted. We're going to be part of each each other's chapters in our lives. There's a lot of goodness. But some negative reinforcement, which actually in a way is positive, is to also understand what wasn't happening right at the moment that led to the breakup, which I'm going to go into another section, the the actual funny story about the breakup. But I'm going to be able to realize, hmm, there was a vibe that was starting to creep up, an incompatibility vibe. But I also knew on the surface, there was a lot of traits, a lot of companionship that we were providing each other. We weren't being lazy about it. We appreciated each other. We knew that we're bringing to the table, but there's that subconscious, that part that's we haven't been able to measure yet in, in scientific terms, where you knew by intuition and spirituality combined, something was off. Something just was creeping up. And, and maybe this could have been something where if the episode that led to the breakup, which I'll talk about, if that didn't happen, I think that the stamina of the relationship would have lasted longer than the year and either that nagging vibe that that kind of calibration of frequency that was needed it could have adjusted itself it it could have totally adjusted itself to the point that the relationship could have not only been uh, salvaged but could also evolve into something even stronger but I did notice what I call the nagging incompatibility vibe. But at the same time, I knew that mutually exclusive to that was the power of on the surface, how we were treating each other, which was pretty healthy by and large. And what I'm going to do in the next podcast session here, I'm going to talk about the episode that led to the breakup, which is funny as hell and how that explains why that nagging vibe happens and how it can start with the individual and then it ends up affecting the whole. In this case, the whole being a partnership relationship. Okay, well, first off, I got to say this. I know some of you are just some juicy, gossipy, nosy people. All you give a damn about, you're so self-serving, some of you people, that all you want to do is hear about the juice. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Check on me first, okay? If you're hearing this and you're like, you know what? He's right. I'm just out here for my own entertainment. I just want to hear the juice. Well, okay. I'm going to give you the juice anyway. But all I'm saying is come from a space of actual care. And then I give you the juice. So we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about what led to the breakup. Drum roll. So here's the deal, right? Um, My now ex 
gifted my mom like these Epsom salt salts. I think she even got them at five and below, right? It was a nice gesture. Again, gift giving, right? One of five love languages. And she, uh, shout out to a John Gottman. What she ended up doing was gifted it during Christmas. And my mom came around to now wanting to, to use it. So she took a picture of the back. Now, mom has some language uh, barrier issues, you know, speaks, dominates the Spanish language a lot more. But took a picture of the back, right? There were some precautions that said, hey, if you're pregnant, diabetic, et cetera, et cetera, uh, you should maybe not take this. And she sends me the picture. I'm like, cool. I'll look at it, right? It checked out, made sense. So I'm getting ready for work. I'm, st- I'm, I'm still in this half hybrid telework, going to work. Sometimes I'll do half a day at work, sometimes a full day, whatnot. So my that's how my girlfriend was with me. And I'm getting ready for work. And I tell her in passing, there was no judgment, no, no agenda. I said, look, hey, uh, I just want to let you know real quick. My mom's a little bit nervous about using what you got her. She may not end up using it. And I didn't, you know, I didn't think anything of it. I got ready and I, I left to work. It's about a 20, 25 minute drive to work. As I'm pulling up and I have a briefing, I have to be in my A game, right? My verbal, nonverbal communication has to be in sync. You know, it has to be nice and focused. I get a call from that time, my girlfriend. She calls me like, uh, I mean, just sobbing, sobbing. And, I, and I'm, I'm worried. I'm thinking, hey, someone broke into the house. Um, you know, she she fell down and hurt herself. Uh, someone in her family passed. Yeah, I, I got no idea why she's sobbing. So she, in her, in her uh, feelings, says this. <clears throat> I'm doing the power pause for a reason. I can't believe your mom doesn't want to use it. Tell her she can stick that up her ass. Like, what? What the F? I'm just like bamboozled, right? And I say, I got to go in and work. I'm going to let you go. Because I knew why was I going to engage? I got to go back to work. I got to go into work. I text her and I say, look, I think we need to take a breather. The reason I was done, the reason I said we need to take a breather is because I don't want the crazy bee to burn down my house if she's going to say something that outlandish. Now, here's the thing. She assumed that my my mom, my, my madre, they say in Spanish, didn't want to use it out of spite because my girlfriend got her the gift or whatnot. No, it was, and I explained fully well to my English speaking at that time girlfriend. No, she didn't want to take it because of, you know, diabetic and whatnot precautions. I told her this before I left to work. In her twisted mind, because that's the only way I can, that's the only word I can say as much as she might be listening to this insulted, in her twisted mind, she equated that to, oh, his mom just didn't want to use it because, you know, I got it. Regardless if at worst that was the reason How do you lack the emotional and situational awareness to not understand, hey, wait a minute, I'm talking to my man and I I just dropped the words, you know, mom needs to stick it up her ass. Like, that's when I equated to cray cray, 
Okay, that, that's that's when I was like, cool, she made it easy for me. It wasn't one of these long, drawn out emotional episodes, you know, where we ups and downs and then we try to make it work again. We, we create space. We try to make it work again. And then we find out that we really miss each other. And then we find out there's really not that much compatibility. And then we no, that was cut and dry. That's a blessing in itself when we talk about the gratitude plan nix that in the butt right that was done so i did my briefing at work i was on my a game in the back of my mind i said chris dig deep be a little bit happy because she made it easy for you and you're gonna you're about to feel a sense of freedom from the fact that you made the right decision and respecting your family and defending your family defending your your morals and your values and your standards of who you are as a man Right? You're not going to keep someone around after they say something like that. You know what you're about, right? So I, I felt that happiness as I was briefing and doing my stuff at work. Because we all got to dig deep. We all got to find a genuine reason to keep driving towards our workouts, towards our presentations, et cetera, et cetera. So I was, I was on it. Okay, I'm, I'm leaving work. And this goes back to studying Stoicism, meditating, et cetera, et cetera. I felt cleansed after work. I didn't feel this dread and this anxiety of, oh my gosh, I don't have a woman no more. It's over. I can't believe it was like cut and dry. And it was, it was, it was honestly peaceful. And I really truly mean peaceful, not in a euphoric way, because what ends up happening is some people go through breakup and they feel this euphoric feeling that can lead sometimes to overeating, to uh, over talking on apps, right? Trying to trying to fill that with a rebound, uh, substance abuse, et cetera, et cetera, right? Because it, it becomes a euphoric feeling, which all it is is just release of dopamine and oxytocin all at the same time, um, or adrenaline, depending depending on how toxic the relationship was and how you feel free. But for those that are toxic, they may actually want that toxic again and then they get back with their person. But that's a whole another episode. I really, really, truly felt at ease with it. Um, I texted her and I said, hey, um, you know, yeah, I, I think what's said is said. She said, hey, can I come over and pick up my stuff? I gave her time. Again, once I knew this woman was capable of saying something like that, I took my dog with me because everyone loves my dog and I, I love my dog the most. Took my dog with me and I cruised, right? My my now ex, she had the garage code, went in, took the stuff and um, came back in the house, made sure, right? She didn't leave no love notes, no stupidity, none of that stuff. She took off and I was good. I changed the garage code. Ain't, ain't letting no cray crave. She she willing to talk about my mom at that level on the phone. You can just imagine, you know, she didn't kill one plant. So that's good. Nothing happened there. And um, here's the thing. I'm going to leave you with another bonus on this next section. I'm going to I'm going to leave you with a little bit of attempted gaslighting. She tried to do here. You're going to love this. Stay tuned. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So the more telling thing about this all, and by the way, I used to be the type of guy that said, I'm not going to talk about my breakups. You know, I need to stay stoic, keep my uh, classiness about this. I'm staying completely, completely classy about this. Okay. I know during the relationship that I was not perfect. There were times where I wasn't in the moment, right? I, I, I wasn't showing up. I know that for a fact. I know there was times that she needed to be heard and I felt to listen. But same thing. There was times when I felt that she wasn't always there. She um, didn't have the emotional intelligence to understand that I don't know anything about nursing. And that for her to feel offended that I didn't know the technical uh, mumbo jumbo, you know, that, that it's not insulting. I just didn't know it. Right. So needless to say, I knew the ups and downs of relationships and, and there was plenty more ups than downs. But I figured, you know, why not? Why not be vulnerable? Even though I'm the dating expert, dating coach, I need to practice what I preach, which is being vulnerable. It's about finding healthy ways to get through a breakup. And if this audio journal slash Spotify episode is, is part of that trick, so be it. I'm okay with that. So what I was going to say was that the bonus was her gaslighting me by texting me after everything was done, right? This was a couple days after, right? Because they, you know, people have time to plot. People have time to think about things and whatnot. And she says, how many were them? This woman was convinced that I had other girlfriends. Now, to be 110%, I get attention, okay? And I'm, I'm just stating facts, whether you hate the delivery or not. I get attention, but I didn't take full advantage of that attention. I wasn't out there going on side dates or any of that stuff. I honestly did not have the time for it. And growing up, it's one of those things where I knew I don't want to put all my energy in different baskets. Just not me. Okay. Different story five, 10 years ago. And uh, I said, no, I don't have time for any of that stuff. She's still went with that instead of sending me a long text message being regretful about what she said and how she apologizes even if we're done right because to me that's character be accountable first then you could bounce back with any any other grievances but no instead of taking accountability she went with the low blow she went with the oh let me try to find fault in him and that's when I knew I'm in the right. When it comes to this, she's a bad guy or bad gal. I knew that I was in the right. When someone tries to invent and distort your reality and make you feel guilty, that's gaslighting. Especially when the reality they're trying to create while distorting yours is not based on facts and reality. Gaslighting. So not only did she say some crazy stuff about one of my family members, the prime family member who gave birth to me, my mom, but then she's going to go gaslight. 
one-two combo of saying, I have to accept that, yes, at one point I accepted this woman in my life, but that is not how I'm going to want my daughter to be treated or to treat another man. And that gave me the final piece to be like, you know what? The facade unraveled itself. I knew she was trying to get with me for more than just, you know, she wanted the long term. Talked about house hunting, talked about all the hypergamy type of stuff. So I knew she was up on game and I was aware of that. But I think I think the facade ran out and the crazy took over. And it's a blessing that I found out now instead of having her take my last name or ring around her finger. So in this last section, we're going to talk about what are some ways to heal from a breakup, how to take advantage of some of the habits that I'm doing, and maybe you can apply it to your life. Now, in the past, think of a breakup, at least for me, as getting a huge gash on my arm and I had no idea where the first aid kit was or is that moment. Then we've experienced it's identifying where the first kit is, first aid kit, oh my gosh, the first aid kit is at and applying pressure, getting what I need. The third step is being on autopilot, understanding bam, bam, boom, put the gauze, put the bandage, wrap it up. Um, and well, before that, put some of the antibacterial on, you got it. Now, with this kind of level of awareness, it is understanding not only that when the cut happens, you know exactly to go for the first aid kit and how to do the whole drill off of memory, but to where that scar is even better, it's even tougher skin than before the cut. That does come with experience. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna plug the business. This is what I do. Each person has their own journey, their own path, their own interests, hobbies, their own rhythm to their life. And that path to bounce back from a breakup is different. So that is something that I do through day coaching is I find what that roadmap is that's natural to you. So what I'm gonna talk about now may not apply naturally to you. It may sound nice, right, in the life coaching, date coaching realm, but it may not be your style. Just like we all like different types of foods, different types of music. I'm not going to tell you eat Mexican food and you really want to eat some Thai curry. But I'm going to give you a foundation of what I did for my breakup. So some of these habits I was already doing on the daily. Nothing to do with breakup or not. And I want these to be your pillars. First off, exercise. You need to excite the heck out of your neurotransmitters. You need to manage your cortisol levels through exercise. Cortisol level, right? If that's ramped up enough, blood pressure, that's where you go into fight or flight. And you're just in this never-ending cycle of anxiety. If you manage your cortisol levels, that's like changing oil. Your car is not going to overheat. Car being your soul, being you. Exercise helps with that. Now, there is a huge difference between healthy exercise 
poor cortisol levels to drop fat, drop stress levels, and then vain egocentric working out. You know what I'm about to say. Avoid the egocentric working out. Do you know how much of a fool you look like when you say, "Well, I got my post-breakup body. I've lost all this weight. They're gonna miss me." Do you know how much of a fool that makes you look like, even though you think you're woke and you're this new and improved person? It means you didn't work on yourself during the relationship. You are in control of your own nutrition. You are in control of your own flexibility and strength and cardio and all that. So don't say, "Oh, the relationship just hindered me." No, in the end, that's the person in the mirror that chose not to work out. So stay away from egocentric workout. But yes, do work out for post-breakup recovery, and just do it as a habit. Period. That includes nutrition, includes flexibility, includes cardio, includes toning your body. But again, don't be doing out there for the Instagram, for a little sexy TikTok video. Do it because you want to be healthier. Second thing that really helps is journaling, and I mean old school with pen and paper. I do this as a once a week habit, and it's very cathartic. It's very relaxing, and I normally at the top page I write down. A song that I've heard at that moment that I really like, or that resonates with, with what's happening in my life—a little soundtrack through life—and then towards the bottom, I create a quote, and it's pretty cool because it, it can just come at you at that moment—a little bit of an epiphany or a quote that provides some clarity. But just write it there at the bottom. It's really helpful. The other thing too is socializing. Now. People that go through a lot of rejection or breakup or divorce, they may find social support groups, which could be toxic and could lead them to through a dangerous rabbit hole, like the black pillars or feminism. Right? If, if all of a sudden you start hating men, and in the end you do this large circle and you're going to loop back to finally finding yourself. Don't do that. Find healthy social support groups. Go to meetup.com. Learn、um, about. Any events happening、uh, through your most most cities have like a local calendar of events. Join those. Just be around social energy, even if you don't speak to anyone. Go to farmers markets. Join a book club. But be around that social energy, and or build your social group or reach out to them. So, if you have questions, find me on Instagram at the dating doc. Go to thedatingdoc.com. There's plenty of ways to find me. Just find me at thedatingdoc on all major social media platforms. I'm here to help. Hopefully, you enjoyed this. Hopefully, you can respect my opportunity to be vulnerable with you all, the listeners. Understand that yes, I am the dating doc, but I also miss some shots too, even if I'm the professional. All right, I'm signing out. Love you all. Peace.